Hi, welcome to Forbes India's The Startup Fridays podcast. I'm Hari Arkli, tech editor at Forbes India. And in these podcasts, we'll bring you conversations with entrepreneurs who are finding opportunities in solving a variety of problems in multiple areas, from agriculture and satellite imagery to digital finance and cryptocurrencies. We'll also talk to investors from venture capital companies and other folks who are playing a significant role in India's maturing startup scene. You can find a new episode every Friday evening. You can also find us live on Instagram every Friday morning. Stay safe and happy listening. Today's guest uh, uh, is an entrepreneur uh, developing some really interesting technologies uh, in an area that's very happening in artificial intelligence, which is about conversational AI and voice and automating the entire customer user experience uh, platform, if you will. Uh, so without further ado, please welcome uh, Raghu Ravi Nutala, who is co-founder and CEO of Yellow.ai. Raghu, fantastic to have you with us this morning. Thank you for making the time. Thank you very much for inviting me here and uh, I'm super excited. Excellent. So, uh, so for those of us who are not very familiar about uh, Yellow.ai, I know I met you several years ago, so I learned a bit about the company. Uh, just tell us a little bit about your work. How did you and uh, uh, Jaya Kishore and Rashid Khan, how did you all meet? How did the company uh, start? Just tell us a bit of the genesis of Yellow.ai. So we started in 2015 and uh, uh, it was a breakfast meeting uh, that I was having with my friends and uh, uh, and, and I think uh, we all coordinated that meeting on WhatsApp and mm-hmm. so easy meeting there. And suddenly I was talking about uh, a problem that I was facing with my internet connection and how I had to call multiple times to get support. And one of my friends suggested that hey, I think the world is potentially, I think Airtel will soon open its WhatsApp account and I think in the future we should be just able to message uh, business and get support and uh, information. And that suddenly struck me that uh, um, there's a high possibility that the future of consumer enterprise communication uh, is going to happen on messaging and uh, real-time voice. And, uh, and that was the start of the idea and uh, I got introduced to Kishore uh, through my brother and Kishore was building payment systems at Flipkart. Uh, we both got together, launched an app that, uh, that enabled consumers to message businesses and uh, rest, uh, I think, were one step uh, at a time from that point of time where we found that we need to automate, we can power this on the digital properties of enterprises, etc. But the genesis was this uh, insight that I had from uh, breakfast discussion with uh, my friends. Right. And, and this was some six years back, right? 2015. Um, that is six years back when, when we were having this meeting. And uh, when we started on this idea, we were both working at our uh, respective companies, Samsung, Broadcom, Fisher, Mosset, Flipkart. Uh, so we didn't yet uh, leave our jobs. We created an application. Uh, we launched it on the Play Store. And just two of us working on weekends, we could see tens and thousands of people downloading and utilizing the applications. That gave us a lot of confidence that I think this idea is something that people really want and something that we need to pursue full time. So uh, that's when we came out of our uh, our respective jobs and, and started pursuing this uh, full time. So when you when you started out, uh, what was the first product like, and what was it, what is it about, and uh, and then maybe you can also tell us a bit about since then how the company has evolved. What are your flagship products, and 
solutions today. You've become a much bigger platform. So the first product was uh, just uh, an Android app uh, called Yellow Messenger uh, because people were using Yellow Pages to connect to businesses, get the phone number, and we felt that how we are moving them to messaging. So we call it Yellow Messenger. And this Android app has uh, listed the businesses uh, that were around the consumer uh, as a listing, and and just like WhatsApp, a user could select a business and interact the word messaging. And we had a call center that uh, uh, served all these customer requests because we didn't have businesses registered yet. So that was the absolute first product uh, that we launched in the market. And uh, then we kind of realized that as more and more users are coming in, we can't really scale our call center because we can't add people. Then we looked at all the technologies available to automate these uh, interactions. And then we started automating these interactions and we could clearly see that uh, uh, 80% of customer interactions to an enterprise are repeated and automating them uh, was driving higher number of conversions uh, and uh, higher level of satisfaction in support. And uh, that was the trigger moment where we felt that every B2B business, if they can uh, utilize this technology to automate their interactions with uh, their customers, they can elevate their conversions, they can elevate their uh, customer experience and support. And then we launched a B2B platform and, uh, and, and we got introduced to uh, 10 uh, different enterprises. Microsoft is our partner. Uh, so we, uh, we partnered with Tata Power, we partnered with Charge uh, Finance, we partnered with IOCL, Asian Paints. And what we could see is that every single one of those customers was deriving significant value from uh, from from yellow messenger at that particular point of time and uh, and and we actually co-created the platform for these customers uh, because as they were using they were having specific requests around hey we need to get analytics for these conversations uh, we need to enable end-to-end fulfillment of workflows arising out of these conversations so all those inputs and uh, insights that we got while working with these customers really helped us uh, build the product. Uh, and today, uh, uh, the way that uh, we look at uh, the vision of our company is total customer experience automation. So every single of our customers are looking to interact with uh, their consumers on, let's say, a WhatsApp, a telephone line, uh, in, in markets like Japan, on, on, on live messenger, um, in US, um, Instagram messaging, uh, iMessage, etc. And across these platforms, they want to enable an experience that is consistent, uh, that can provide on-demand experience, uh, which means that customers can get their things done uh, immediately. Uh, and these insights help us create uh, Yellow AI as a total customer experience platform. And now we have about uh, 700 plus global customers. Uh, we have backing of uh, some of the most renowned names in venture capital. Uh, and uh, a team of 500 plus uh, people who are working across these jobs. Mm. And I was just thinking that uh, your your uh, technologies must be among those that became really relevant and important because of the COVID pandemic. Just uh, explain to us uh, what happened. Yeah, uh, uh, after that, COVID became uh, 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 a shock and lockdown was, uh, was kind of announced, uh, a lot of these companies, uh, especially in e-commerce, they had their entire distribution network cut off because the physical store
source for the real distribution network. But the people's demand for commerce didn't come down because they are daily essentials, they didn't buy them. So there was a uh, need for a lot of brands to directly engage with uh, their customers and enable them uh, with uh, options for commerce, uh, enable them uh, engagement and provide support for their uh, products and services. And uh, the time was so short that they had to use something that is already on everyone's smartphone, which is WhatsApp. And that became a primary channel for direct consumer engagement and consumer commerce. And we saw uh, a, a sharp surge in uh, commerce companies uh, adopting yellow uh, AI during COVID time to provide direct to consumer commerce and uh, engagement. There are two other uh, things that happened along with this. One was the, all the call centers had to move to their uh, uh, call center employees had to move to their home, and uh, and still the support was. Uh, uh, was, was kind of searching, support companies were searching, and automation was only way to really, uh, 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 the, the way for companies to enable the customer experience, uh, even with the disruption of uh, the employees who get their home, potentially being less productive, etc. And that, that uh, kind of generated uh, uh, the need for uh, automated customer experience. And the third thing that happened for a lot of companies that uh, have employees moved to their home was they were getting a lot of employee queries uh, around work from home, COVID policies, uh, the different way of working, and uh, the, the way to address them was again through uh, conversational chatbots. And these three uh, paradigms or needs uh, accelerated uh, the demand for uh, conversation systems like uh, Yellow.ai. Also, before I continue, one reminder to our audience. Uh, I see a question uh, in the question box. Uh, do keep the questions coming towards the end. We'll try and take as many as we can, uh, time permitting, uh, while Raghu is with us. Uh, so, Raghu, uh, explain the the core technologies that you have built. Uh, and, you know, also take us through how the AI part of it works. Absolutely. Uh... So for uh, a product like ours, uh, the core component is natural uh, language uh, understanding, uh, both on the speech side and on the uh, chat side. Uh, so uh, the, the technology that we built is uh, uh, NLP engine that is custom built uh, to drive enterprise uh, interactions. Uh, uh, the second part is uh, that, that's where a lot of AI gets used, where we uh, look at a lot of historic conversations and historic uh, interaction data and help train the NLP models to understand uh, the user conversations in the most precise manner uh, and initiate workflows uh, uh, to track the movement of those conversations. The second area where uh, AI gets used in a core technology that's built is around uh, uh, the workflow automation. Uh, imagine you're uh, trying to reschedule your ticket to the airline and the conversation can be automated but uh, uh, you really want the uh, rescheduling to happen in real time rather than a ticket get raised and the rescheduling happen at a later time. So uh, the piece of the technology in the product is the workflow automation layer that can orchestrate workflows through uh, companies' enterprise systems uh, that are built on SAP. ERPs, CRMs, 
and enable hundred percent fulfillment of the front uh, of the end user. Uh, a lot of AI is using my right workflows uh, in the right data and right transactions. The third part is uh, conversational analytics. Uh, uh, billions of conversations uh, can derive very significant data for the end customer. We had a beverage uh, customer who figured out from the conversation that South Indians like spicy cocktails, whereas North Indians like sweeter cocktails. And you need real uh, AI-based uh, analytics to understand these conversations and to derive those significant insights of those conversations. And that's more part of, uh, uh, of, of the platform currently. Uh, and give us a sense of uh, the scale of your operations. You mentioned earlier on uh, over 700 enterprise customers use uh, your products today. Uh, so I would imagine many of them are multinational companies. So give us a sense of uh, how far your products reach today. Yeah. So uh, there are 700 plus uh, customers and at this point of time, uh, we are adding uh, 50 customers every single quarter. Uh, and uh, these are uh, the Taiwan uh, companies, uh, premium companies in every single segment. Uh, India's largest airlines, India's largest commerce company, India's largest education tech company, uh, one of the India's largest financial services companies, uh, world's leading uh, fashion retailers. So these are all uh, large enterprises. And right now, these companies run uh, more than billion plus interactions on the platform every single uh, quarter. Uh, uh, so that's the size of, uh, of operations. And uh, right now, product being is being used across uh, 50 plus countries. Uh, and uh, I think some, one thing that we are really proud of is the ability to uh, drive these interactions in varied languages. So we, uh, we are one of the only platforms out there in the world that has significant audience in Bahasa, Spanish, uh, Portuguese, uh, Hindi, English. So, um, so, so essentially, it's a true global usage and true global adoption at a really large scale uh, uh, in this moment. So, what what are the kind of experts that you've uh, been hiring over the last two years? Yeah, I think I'll be very frank in this uh, answer. Uh, I think what we essentially realized uh, over a period of time is uh, we need we need problem solvers who can uh, go deep research in a specific area and uh, and, 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 and uh, drive technology improvements. Um, so um, some of the best NLP engineers actually in, in the company have come from a pure computer science background. Potentially at the start, uh, uh, five years back, they were not really NLP experts, but right now they are both sought after um, people for uh, driving uh, uh, NLP-based research and uh, automation. So, so we, we, we try to hire uh, 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 people who have uh, uh, deep product insights. Uh, we, we try to hire people who uh, have the ability to learn and solve problems uh, in, a, in a systemic and uh, in a way that is uh, uh, that is that can provide a differentiation in the long term. But we've also been trying to hire regional uh, uh, experts for, uh, for, let's say, Bahasa uh, language uh, uh, NLP experts. We started uh, hiring 
uh, specifically for voice, people who had experience in scaling, uh, voice automation uh, in companies earlier. Uh, we've also started uh, hiring local local good market experts uh, in the US, uh, in Japan, uh, in Latin America. So, so the company is more and more going towards specialized hiring uh, across these areas. But one common thing is everybody, uh, everyone we hire, uh, need to have great uh, learning coefficient uh, to, to really start the company. Mm. Uh, briefly, give us a sense of uh, sort of the historical development of uh, you know, voice-based uh, AI and uh, tell us about the most important uh, recent advances which are making uh, some of your work possible. So I, I think the biggest, uh, uh, I think companies uh, on, on voice automation have been existing uh, since uh, since 1990s actually uh, and, uh, and and I think over a period of time uh, what really was happening is that the research was uh, on, on AI was just being concentrated uh, in a few universities uh, and in a, in a few companies and uh, and, it, and, and, it, and it was not fast enough uh, to enable a broad-based adoption uh, and uh, learning of uh, these AI systems. And that's why you kind of see that in 2014 and 2015, the adoption of uh, AI was uh, sparse. What really happened uh, in, in around that time, I don't remember the exact date of month, but TensorFlow uh, uh, getting open source was a key, key moment mm-hmm. uh, in this entire space, uh, not just for voice AI, but general uh, AI. And now there's a there's a lot of uh, open source uh, AI algorithms that are available based on research that's been done over over the last 20, 30 years. And what it enabled uh, companies like ours is that you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but use those uh, uh, the deep research in AI and make it application specific. Uh, so make them apply to uh, voice automation, make them apply to understanding uh, compositions, make them uh, apply to uh, to workflow automation, and and, 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 and in a way uh, democratize or satisfy the, uh, the the AI research into uh, business applications, uh, and that enables a broad-based uh, implementation and a, a, a broad-based uh, adoption of AI where the front-end interface is super simple, but there is uh, deep intelligence uh, in the back. I think these are the advances. Specifically coming to voice, uh, the, uh, the core technologies out there are, uh, uh, are speech-to-text, uh, speech recognition, and uh, uh, text-to-speech, converting text-to-voice, uh, and also identifying the sentiment from uh, the, uh, the voice samples or voice interactions in real time. And these three have been the core in uh, trying to understand uh, the user, uh, user interactions and, and driving automation. And if there is one lever that is uh, that is kind of happening across technology, is making technology more human is, is, is the standard uh, Vector around which these changes are uh, are happening. Uh, to give an example, let's say uh, text-to-speech. Uh, more and more uh, uh, AI is being used to really have 
the tonality and uh, the, the audio quality uh, resemble that of uh, a human being. For example, right now you can have uh, a customer support uh, agent, uh, a virtual agent, sound like uh, a film star providing customer support because you can use, uh, you, can, you can kind of uh, 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 modify or, or modulate the voice to that of uh, a specific person. Uh, there is uh, AI to really use voice as a signature, so that voice becomes an authentication uh, by uh, by itself. So the technology is moving in a way where um, uh, it, it is becoming more and more cognitive and more and more human-like uh, in its understanding of empathy, in the of modulation of, 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 of uh, empathy to become more human-like. These are the changes that are kind of uh, broadly happening from a voice perspective. Yeah, briefly, uh, for those of you who are interested, uh, what Raghu mentioned earlier, TensorFlow is uh, something that was originally developed by Google, I think, and but which became a, a much larger open source uh, project now. Uh, and a reminder again to do keep the questions uh, coming. I see some questions there. We'll try and take as many as we can towards the end. Uh, Raghu, tell us a bit about yourself as well. Uh, you are an electronics engineer yourself. You worked with uh, semiconductor companies. What got you uh, into entrepreneurship? Absolutely, I think uh, I'm a very passionate, uh, or I was a very passionate semiconductor engineer. That's uh, a field I loved uh, uh, while uh, while studying my engineering. And uh, one of the things uh, was uh, while was while studying my engineering, we noticed that this was the first. Uh, Company to invent uh, IC integrated circuits, and uh, just wanted to work in that company and kind of see how technology is built, crops up. And uh, I think the most formative years of uh, my career uh, were in two companies, where I saw a culture which is technology first, um, mm. and people who were innovating were rewarded irrespective of where they are from, how senior, how senior. It's just like. Um, uh, developed uh, a core uh, value of, of, of focusing on, uh, uh, on innovation and developing new things and being world class. And the second organization that I worked was a company called Magma Design Automation, started by an Indian, but it kind of goes to be the world number one in, in, a, in a particular niche technology on uh, software for uh, semiconductor design. And I could kind of see the uh, raw entrepreneurship through that journey where uh, not only we had the best product, but the aggressive building of the sales engine, marketing, and how do you go aggressively with large enterprise customers. This just fascinated uh, me uh, on, on possibilities that uh, entrepreneurship can can provide and, and the whole thrill of that uh, entire experience. Right? So I just wanted to make sure uh, one of the bucket list items was I wanted a similar experience in my life of what it takes to uh, go after thing and try to put in and, and build a large uh, organization from that. So that's been the motivation for entrepreneurship. And the ideas were, uh, were I think one of the one of the filters that I was applying for my idea was whether this idea is something that uh, I can sell to every single individual and every single business in the world so that the probability of success is more. And while evaluating several ideas, really uh, uh, these chat-based interactions between consumers and enterprise kind of really cleared out the filter 
that every single user across the world is a potential customer and every single business in the world is a potential customer. And that's how we kind of uh, narrowed down on this idea and started Okay, so here's one question from, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, P. Jats, probably underscore parts. Uh, so are AI companies the future of business? Pretty broad question and uh, probably, I mean, a lot of people do believe this is what is going to happen, but maybe uh, your views from somebody who's a kind of an AI insider, uh, you know, might give us some specific ideas on how AI might be uh, very intertwined with the future of businesses and society as well. I think uh, uh, I think a broad answer would be a yes, but I think that would be kind of answering in a way that is uh, more restrictive. Uh, but I think if you can see the way the world has evolved, right? uh, uh, I think when there were no physical shops or there was no retail, the first retail essentially is uh, felt new that hey, this is how people can sell, sell products. And over a period of time, that became a common place and that became a way of business. Now we are seeing that there is now software uh, being used in every single business and uh, it's clear that every single business essentially uh, will become a software business because that's like an underlying uh, theme across uh, across every single business. Once software becomes both part of every business, then you have structured data and uh, you, have, uh, you have digital footprint for every single company and every single uh, uh, transaction that happens, which essentially is the feeding point for automation and AI and ML because that means uh, this whole set of data to drive more intelligence. So uh, it's a very natural evolution, uh, but preceding that evolution is the entire digital transformation. I think we, from my uh, point of view, we are still at, I think, 10 to 20% of the entire digital transformation cycle which is, I think, an enabler for the AI cycle. I think there's definitely an overlap, but I think the first step is every business becoming a software business. We are well on our path, and the pioneers who have already uh, uh, advanced in their digital uh, uh, transformation are uh, seeing the first advantages of AI because now they have the data transactions, all the digital infrastructure that is set up for AI to provide value. But I see that as the as the next step. So we are still, I think, 15, 20 years away from uh, from every business being truly uh, AI uh, enabled. Right now, it's, it's mostly the pioneers and early adopters. Hmm. Uh, so here's a question. I'm not sure if investment underscore and underscore trade is uh, individual or a company, but uh, the question is useful, I guess, to many. Where would you start? What is your advice for someone who wants to learn something about AI? Uh, the, the best way to learn always is to fight a uh, necessity. Uh, uh, I think I would say is if there is a problem uh, that can be solved, uh, uh, I think going from problem first and then learning things towards solving that problem using AI is the most practical and best way to get the deep understanding of how this technology um, kind of impacts and how this technology can be applied to solve various other problems. But I would kind of recommend uh, to start with the problem. Okay, this is a question that I'm also interested in uh, from Priyanka P. Dave. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce it correctly. Uh, how would AI change the role of business leaders in the future? This is an excellent uh, question. Uh, 
what is actually uh, I'm saying uh, my personal perspective on that and the, 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 mainly the business leaders I think the uh, thinking and, uh, uh, and, and, and looking at systems from a more uh, uh, more data and more predictive perspective uh, uh, is, is kind of really important uh, right now uh, I think uh, based on the existing applications and existing way of running businesses uh, uh, this is not really seen as water to water you kind of uh, see businesses at a uh, more uh, uh, discrete way of thinking or a point of time uh, uh, point of time uh, scenario it's so way this water these are the same results but I think what really AI enables is predict, uh, the ability to predict the future right and uh, the, that changes a lot of things in the business uh, based on these few quarters, the companies would immediately have the ability to what's going to come in the next three quarters, next three years. There's a lot of trends and the ability of business leaders to have deep understanding of how to uh, kind of use these uh, uh, the, the new sets of data that's coming uh, to them, which is more a continuum a way of looking at the business. And make business decisions uh, which are potentially uh, more long term, more strategic, and can uh, drive more longer term differentiation. Uh, 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 is, is, is how I would think of, uh, of, of the way of thinking that business leaders would, uh, would adopt as AI becomes more and more pervasive and uh, available for business leaders. But uh, really, it's a uh, uh, I think big change in, in just mindset thinking uh, from more short term to more long. Okay, I was just looking for a question here and I I think I clicked on it again. Um, let me see if I can start. Yeah, okay, he has asked the question one more time in a different way. Uh, answer might seem obvious, but I thought we'll ask the expert. Uh, to start a software as a business, uh, do we really need to work on AI? Earlier, I think he had also asked, uh, uh, you know, if everyone who wants to do a software business should necessarily know about AI. Yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, this hundred percent sure. Uh, you know, uh, uh, software uh, to start a software business, I, I, I don't think you really need to know a lot about software. As well. I think the major thing is. Uh, I think um, having an understanding of what software does, what, how is software uh, leveraged, distributed, uh, understanding that model is important for scaling. But I think the core is really finding out uh, a problem that can be solved digitally is I think the core of building a software uh, business. Uh, I mean, a lot of companies that are built out there have not come from software engineers. I would kind of see. I think my gate is like a most application. Uh, I don't think the has really come from uh, a deep software background, but it's a problem that can be solved digitally. But that understanding of, of, of the problems that can be solved digitally, and then uh, having an understanding of how software systems uh, uh, provide leverage and uh, enable scalability. Is, is a way is, is I think the right way to build software businesses. AI and software are mostly tools towards solving problems, but understanding the problems that can be solved uh, digitally, I feel, is the core for uh, starting a new business. 
our technology. Okay, maybe we can take one last question uh, as we start uh, winding up. Uh, I think this is more related to your work. I thought it's interesting. Uh, In Faith 101 is asking, can you talk about your experience building bots? Uh, is it really difficult? And is it low code for real? I think that's, that was the full question. I uh, can't see it on the screen. Start. I think we had to uh, build a platform that is not existing earlier, so we could not say that hey, there were these kind of applications uh, that we could kind of uh, take inspiration from. This was absolutely clean, same slate when we started. And the most challenging aspect of it uh, from regular software applications is uh, regular software applications have uh, uh, constrained inputs or limited inputs and. Conversational bots have unlimited inputs. People, the interactions could vary, uh, 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 very significantly from user to user. Almost your unit process, uh, the infinite set of variables coming in, and, and I think that's the difficult. The way we kind of approached it is uh, building a platform. Really, is uh, uh, is I think taking that analogy of you can't be a swimming instructor without knowing how to swim. So first, you need to start building and find out problems in, in, in what are the uh, constraints of bottlenecks in building some of the most beautiful conversational interfaces and bots. And that helped us derive a lot of learning where, uh, where you kind of build a platform to ease those difficulties. And uh, are we done with our journey? I don't think we are, you know, I think 5-10% of where we want to be in our journey, we are learning every single day. And I think uh, and I think the chatbots conversation interface next five years are going to be potentially 100x better than what you're seeing right now. A lot of improvements coming in, we are learning every single day. Uh, and uh, right now, when I say local, uh, I think it's absolutely local. Uh, uh, we, we just launched our cloud.ai application. We're seeing that uh, uh, over the last month, uh, we had about Plus uh, deployments where there was a single line of code uh, in, in, uh, with integrations in those uh, in those conversation bots. But uh, are we done yet? I think even from a local perspective, this whole lot of work that needs to be done uh, is ahead of us. And uh, in a way, that's the most exciting part of uh, working in this domain. Excellent. Well, we really have to leave it there. Uh, it was fantastic to have you with us this morning, Aragu. Thank you so much again for making time. Thank you, everyone. After it was small, all great questions, and I really thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. So that was uh, Raghu Ravi Nutala, co-founder and uh, CEO of uh, Yellow.ai, a really interesting company in AI. That's it for this week's Startup Fridays conversation. I will be back uh, next week with another entrepreneur. Uh, until then, wherever you joined us from, uh, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. Uh, have a fantastic Friday ahead and a great weekend. See you next time.